Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm Rachel, your host. So glad that you are joining me again today for another episode. We are bringing back Victoria from The Mindful Apple. She's been on our podcast here a couple of times now as she kind of helps us classroom teachers navigate social emotional learning. Victoria is an expert on social emotional learning. She is a school social worker and she is in the trenches with you working with students every single day and seeing the needs of the students and the different trends that are occurring in our schools. So I have been loving having Victoria come on to the podcast. We've kind of been doing this mini series all about social emotional learning. And what she is doing for us is breaking down all the different skills, the social emotional learning skills, things like growth mindset, which we're going to talk about today, positive thinking, self-awareness, and how to navigate emotions. All these skills that our students need to be successful. We need to master these skills first before we can expect our students to succeed in other areas of life. So that is why she is coming on the podcast every six weeks or so, so that we can give our students the foundation, these life skills, so that they can be successful in all areas of their life. Victoria has been more than generous with her knowledge and sharing lots of resources and freebies for us here on the podcast. So if you are not already following Victoria at The Mindful Apple, make sure you head over to the show notes and I will link to all of the different ways that you can connect with Victoria. You can do so at themindfulapple.com as well, or you can follow her on Instagram at themindfulapple. So there's a lot of different ways that you can connect with Victoria. Get your daily dose, your weekly dose of social and emotional learning for the classroom. She is a must have resource in your teaching life. So I won't make you wait any longer. Here is my interview with Victoria from The Mindful Apple, and we are talking all about growth mindset. Hey, Victoria, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. Glad to be back. So for those of you who are just chiming in for the first time, we've had Victoria on. Now this is, I believe, her third time. Mm -hmm. And we have brought her on as a way to kind of teach us teachers who are in the classroom a little bit about how we can support students with their social emotional learning. So Victoria, before we dive into all that, just give us a little bit for those maybe who are just chiming in for the first time and listening to our conversation. Just give them a little rundown, the speed dating version of who you Mm -hmm. are. Okay, so I am Victoria from The Mindful Apple. I am a school social worker working with K-3 students in an elementary school. My job mostly consists of teaching social-emotional skills, crisis, and behavioral management. Awesome. Well, we're really glad to have you back. And like I said, it's nice to kind of tap into you as a resource to help us who may not have this background in this training so that we can support our students with their social emotional learning. And I know that you have this year, you know, you've seen a great need in where we need to support our students with social emotional learning. And so you have started to develop this curriculum for both social workers like yourself, as well as teachers who are in the classroom. So I know what you're doing is working through each of these important 
and social emotional learning skills so that teachers can have what they need to support their students in their classroom. So we're going to, again, for those of you who are just joining us and for those of you who are coming back to us, we, just as a quick reminder, we are taking each skill that Victoria has kind of thought as some of the essentials for social emotional learning and we're going to do a deep dive into each one. And there are a couple episodes actually where we've already had Victoria on the show. Last one, and we'll link to it in the show notes, the last episode, she talked just about social emotional learning in general. So if you need the foundation, if you want to kind of get the basic understanding, make sure you check that episode out and we will link to it in the show notes. But we are going to, from here moving forward, we're going to dive into each skill separately and give you, you the teachers, some real actionable tips that you can take into your classroom. So you are going to start with growth mindset. And so I know that we've all heard growth mindset, but we're going to make sure that we all have some tools and tips to really make growth mindset a huge priority in our classroom. We hear all about growth mindset in our schools and our classrooms. And you know, actually, it's kind of taken place outside of the classroom. We hear it more and more in just everyday life. But tell us why you chose to start with this particular topic in your series in this curriculum that you're building. Sure. I chose growth mindset because it's really a powerful mindset to have. Growth mindset is the belief system that you can learn new things. Your brain can grow. You can do things that are hard instead of that kind of fixed mindset belief that just says you're born with an innate ability. With hard work and study, your brain can and will learn and it will grow. And I started with this topic first because I just wanted the ultimate resource to kick off this series. And I thought, what better way than growth mindset? I really believe that when children harness the power of belief in themselves, that it's very dynamic and growth mindset is a great starting place because it taps into that power of the brain. Students learn that they can and they do hard things. Having a growth mindset then sets the stage for developing all the future SEL essential skills. Yes, I love that. And I think for me, especially, I guess I'll just speak for myself, but I think a lot of us were brought up to believe that our success is a product of our talent and our ability. And if we just work harder and harder and harder, we'll be successful. But in the past few years, growth mindset has really come to the forefront of what drives our success and that it's our beliefs and our own abilities and our skills that really is what fuels the behavioral patterns and becomes that predictor of success. And the good news is that everything that we're gonna be talking about today is that growth mindset isn't something that you're born with. It's taught. And because it's taught, everyone can have growth mindset. Everyone can work on their growth growth mindset. And that's why you're here today because you're going to teach us how to teach students to have growth mindset. Right. We can and we do do hard things. I recently heard on the radio that people have a surge of happiness after they do something that scares them. And I really like to think that the same concept applies to growth mindset. When we finally achieve something that was really challenging, it feels amazing. I've seen this personally with myself, kind of getting over something that was really hard and I feel really confident and that I knew I persevered. And then I see those same things in our students. It's that sense of accomplishment. Yes, I can totally relate to that. There have always, you know, for you, you mentioned, and for myself, there's been definitely things where things seem scary or unattainable in our lives, but when we've set our mind to it and we've pushed for those goals or milestones, it does give you that little jolt of happiness. Absolutely. Growth mindset is what helps this happen too. It teaches that perseverance to not give up when things are hard. And these are really powerful lessons that help our brain grow. And it really helps kids frame their learning and to not give up. Um, With knowing that your brain is constantly growing, you know that you're going to learn things maybe that you don't get quite yet. Um, We know a lot about this because of this study of neuroplasticity. It's really capturing the attention of educators and scientists alike. 
Hard things give our brain a workout. I had a little guy the other day draw a picture of a brain and he was like lifting weights. Um, <laughs> working out is exercise and exercise keeps us healthy and it also keeps our brain healthy. I love growth mindset because it promotes that health and I'm all about social emotional health. Um, healthy mindset is where students learn to expand their abilities through perseverance and hard work. Growth mindset unlocks a new framework of thinking for students. So think of it as like they're kind of putting on these glasses or like virtual reality glasses and they're kind of seeing things through the growth mindset. It changes how they perceive things. I feel that it broadens their perspective and it encourages stamina when things get difficult. In fact, one of the posters from my growth mindset unit that I've developed, it hangs proudly in my office and it reminds me that it's easy to see the growth mindset in me because as adults, we can also be modeling that we can do hard things. It's also important to remember, like many of our SEL skills, growth mindset is contagious. Like a lot of the skills in this curriculum, as you teach it, model it, reinforce it, you and your students will be role models of these skills to spur on one another in needed times. Yeah, I love that. So talk to us a little bit about the power of yet. We hear this a lot and we often hear it when we're talking about growth mindset. So talk to us about what does that mean? What does the power of yet mean? And how can we implement the awareness of yet in our own students? Well, I would like to say that yet is the new magic word. So please, it's got to take a back seat. Yet is the new magic word when it comes to growth mindset. It turns an I can't statement into I can. It has a lot of power. And I practice this with my students. And how this kind of looks in a counseling or a classroom setting is we'll look back at things they used to not be able to do. And then we'll look at things that they can do now. And then we'll look at things that maybe they haven't been able to do yet. So when you personalize growth mindset like this, students can really grasp into their own real life experiences and lessons. So I love your approach to thinking about growth mindset as that workout. You mentioned a minute ago that your student kind of did that little illustration of a brain working out or holding weights. And so what are some specific activities and strategies that we can do to explicitly teach growth mindset and that power of yet? So teaching growth mindset is showing students where this has already showed up in their lives. We all have experience with growth mindset. We just might not know that that's what it was called. Showing our students tangible examples of things that they weren't born knowing how to do it, but they've learned to do. And then focusing on how the brain will continue to grow like that. So let me give an example. In a recent lesson, I was encouraging a student to show me a picture of her growth mindset something that she used to not be able to do, but something she could do now. And she drew a picture of her riding a bike and saying she used to not be able to do that, and now she can. She wanted to give me two examples. Her other example was carving a pumpkin, so she can do that now too, which is great. But we'll stick to the bike example for this. So I said, that's great. That's a great example. You weren't born knowing how to ride a bike, but you learned how to do it. And then I said to her, can you drive a car? And she said, not yet. And I said, exactly. So I gave the example of something that she couldn't do, and now she can, and that's something she can look forward to doing. Sometimes these broad examples help students see the big picture of growth mindset. A lot of times I feel like we'll kind of shrink growth mindset down to like a math problem like oh you're struggling but you can do hard things. It's not just like a specific circumstance. It's a whole mindset and a framework of thinking. I like that growth mindset perspective. So give us some other strategies of you know what this looks like in our classrooms. 
sometimes you need to normalize the struggle. Um, sometimes things are really hard and that's okay. And you need to come alongside of a student and just normalize that you realize that this is hard. This is a workout for your brain. And we all know working out can be very hard sometimes. <laughs> I, as I say here, really, so I was just telling Victoria before we were on here how sore I am because I did a new leg workout and getting up and sitting down is takes a little effort these days. <laughs> and see, I'm normalizing your struggle. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. is hard. Yeah. So when something is really hard, let them know, like, I know this is really tricky. I saw a little cartoon once that showed like a lazy brain or like a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And it showed that fixed mindset, a little picture of a brain animated sitting on a couch eating Cheez-Its with its feet up. What's Vers- wrong with Cheez-Its? Yeah. <laughs> versus that strong brain that was doing the hard things and lifting the weight. So acknowledge with your students, hey, I know that this is really tricky. Encourage engagement in all different ways and shape opportunities of growth. Have conversations in your class, reminding your class, what are some things that we used to not be able to do that we can do now? Work on embracing that word of yet that we talked about, turning those I can't statements into I can by saying, okay, maybe you can't do that yet, or you don't have this down yet, or you don't know how to do this yet. I think that that really empowers students in their their learning for sure. Mistakes should also be viewed as learning opportunities. In a counseling session, I recently gave this example when I talked about perfecting a cake recipe. I was explaining how sometimes those missteps and mistakes help us know how to move forward and improve until the cake is just right. So we bake a cake, we make some mistakes, and when it comes out, we taste and we know what to change next time. So mistakes can be really helpful and they can help make it even better in the long run. Another really big one is setting goals, little goals, big goals, medium goals. I am definitely very motivated by goals and students are too. They can achieve goals in increments and feel that sense of growth and progress along the way. Us as teachers can chunk and differentiate the tasks so that goals are attainable and achievable. I like that idea of, you know, having different size goals, having yes. the big goals, the little goals, the medium goals, because I think sometimes I know even myself and I'm sure other adults feel the same way that, you know, we only want to set those really, really big goals and those are the only ones worth setting and working towards. But a bunch of little goals help us to reach the bigger goals or even if they're just little standalone goals. I think those are also important to kind of let our students know that those are also worth working for. Absolutely. The little goals are kind of like the steps on the staircase and the big goal is at the top of the staircase. You can feel and you can see your accomplishment all along the way when you're setting those little goals. I think another classroom strategy is providing challenges. I like this a lot as a whole group activity. My older son recently came home and shared about how they had to like solve a problem as a class. That's growth mindset. That's kids working together. They're having their minds come together to solve a problem, coming up with different ideas, different strategies. So another thing that we a lot of times hear about when it comes to growth mindset is the opposite, which is fixed mindset. And I know you touched on that just a little bit, but let's dive a little bit deeper on that. And what is your take on the fixed versus growth mindset? So what does this look like in our students and what does this look like in the way that we teach? Sure. So I actually have a free resource in my store. So go ahead and snag that. And there's a growth mindset lesson done for you. And it's a growth mindset sort where there's many different statements and the students have to choose which ones fit under growth mindset. So that belief that our brains can change and learn new things. And then the fixed mindset, which is those statements that sometimes we call rock brain or brick brain versus bubblegum brain, which is like flexible. So I like to give students like a statement and have 
have them decide, hmm, is that growth mindset or is that fixed? The other day when that little guy I was telling you about was drawing that picture of that brain, picking up the weights and moving his muscles, I said, well, while you're coloring, let's play a game. And I used some of these growth mindset and fixed mindset sorts and said them out loud to him. And he had to say if it was growth or it was fixed. And then I flipped it and I said to him, now you give me a statement and I have to try to guess if it's fixed mindset or growth mindset. So just letting them hear and differentiate in their mind like which is fixed and which is growth really empowers them. And then having them say it back to you, I feel like helps them internalize the skill. Yeah, I love that. And I've actually never heard of the bubble gum and the brick before. And Mm -hmm. I think like especially for our younger students, that's going to make way more sense in their brains, in their brains (laughs) for, you know, what it means. Because I love that analogy of the bubble gum. It's flexible. It stretches. It grows. And the brick is hard. It's there. It's not moving. You can't change it. So that's that's really good. That's something new that I haven't heard before. So along those same lines, you know, you talked about your lesson with your students, obviously the language that we use and the words that we use, obviously the power of yet we've already talked about, you know, the way that we talk to our students plays a huge role in this. And, you know, how can we alter our language and kind of be more mindful and more aware of the things that we're talking and saying to our students to help promote growth mindset? This is about chunking and hurdle help and differentiation things that you guys already know how to do really well so it's just using those same skills and allowing students to access their learning to achieve the goals so when you are providing that hurdle help and that differentiation you're helping break down the work so they can achieve those goals and those growth goals as we know look different from one student to the next so somebody that is struggling more with an assignment they might have more of those steps along the staircase of goals along the way versus someone who is not struggling as much. Does that make sense? Yeah, I actually never heard of that hurdle help before. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, can you just talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So this is, um, and I have to remember, not all schools do things the same. So hurdle help is where you're kind of helping somebody get started. So they've, you know, it's kind of like there's a hurdle in front of them. You're helping them get over that first hurdle and then they can kind of be independent with the rest of the assignment. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm thinking about the past two years. It's been almost two years now that we've been in this pandemic and everything that's gone along with that. And so thinking about the past two years, it's like this perfect example of how much teachers, you know, we've talked a lot about students, but how much teachers really need to adopt this philosophy of growth mindset for themselves. You know, we, a lot of us never taught online before and use things like Google Classrooms and Teams and all the other platforms that they're using and, you know, never thought like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to teach digital. And so I am sure, I didn't personally have to do this because I wasn't in the classroom, but I am sure that initially teachers thought, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this, move my classroom online, still engage students. And so for us as teachers, how important growth mindset was and still is in believing that we could still meet the standards. We hadn't taught online yet, but here we are teaching online and we didn't have to engage our students digitally 100% of the time yet, Mm -hmm. but now we are. So I think, you know, if we are going to believe that growth mindset is important for our students, it must also be important for us as teachers and just humans in general to constantly work on this idea of growth mindset in ourselves. And I think, you know, I think about the times when I was in the classroom and I would be handed, you know, a new curriculum after I had just learned the old one or, you know, and I had was expected to master it or I was given a challenging classroom of students that I thought there was no way I was going to make it through the end of the year. I guess 
what I'm asking is, you know, give us some tips as teachers. You've given us a lot of really actionable thoughts about how we can support students, but how can we support ourselves and the just the teaching culture in general going forward with this whole growth mindset, you know, at the forefront? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, get that mug with the <laughs> inspirational quote. I'm serious. I mean, whatever kind of works for you, incorporate visuals and reminders. A huge one for me is positive self-talk. It might sound kind of cheesy to say this out loud, but sometimes give yourself a little pep talk in the car on the way to work or when you're walking over to that student's desk to offer them help. I know for me, because I'm kind of like a first responder for like a crisis intervention, one of our first steps when you are walking towards a crisis is asking yourself, how am I feeling? Keep yourself in check. Know where you're at and then, you know, take care of yourself so you can be the best teacher. Remember that you can also do hard things. Find a support network that encourages you and listens to you and promotes your continued success as a professional. Print out those inspirational quotes and proudly sticky tack them to your wall. You would see a bunch of them in my office. The weekly email that I send out to the Mindful Apple community is also a way that I pour back into others. That's part of my growth mindset is helping other people grow and knowing that I can do hard things and I can help other people do hard things. And that helps me stay grounded in this work as well. Yeah, I love that. And I am on your email list and you do send a lot of really great, helpful things every single week. I can always expect you on Thursday mornings yeah. to send out your email and have kind of like my little motivational mm-hmm. boost for the day. So if you're not already on Victoria's email list, we will link to a way that you can get on it in, in the show notes because she's got lots of really just great, helpful tips and strategies just for yourself and for your students as well. So this has all been super, super great. A good conversation here that I think is, you know, kind of just getting started. We are just starting to unpack the whole idea of growth mindset, even though we've heard it lots and lots. It's really just starting to take shape in our classrooms. And so I'm just thrilled that you've been on the podcast. And I know that you are continuously working on this curriculum that we mentioned um, at the beginning of the show. So just give us a little rundown of what that curriculum looks like and what teachers can expect. I really wanted to empower teachers with those social emotional learning skills that a lot of us as social workers and counselors and maybe school psychologists we already kind of have a good handle on but this whole series is about empowering you as a teacher so you can take these skills and explicitly teach them in your classrooms growth mindset as we've already talked about is the first resource in the essential skills series coming up next is positive thinking there is humor and laughter which is a very very fun one that I've been enjoying my emotions and there's more coming down the line each of these resources has very intentional, explicit teacher mini lessons through a unit that you can teach with your classrooms. There's student activities to then harness and practice those skills in real time. A couple of the different skills have some games incorporated right in them. One of my favorite pieces of each of these skill resources is a student book where they're really taking the skills that you've taught and they're practicing them in the book. They're putting them to work. They're putting them to use. They're illustrating. They're writing about them. They're personalizing that. That's where it really sticks. Another huge piece for me is that home piece tie-in. So when the unit is complete, you are sending home with parents. Hey, parents, we've been talking about growth mindset. Ask your son or daughter what this means. Here's what we talked about in the class. Here's some facts about growth mindset. And here's what you can be doing to promote growth mindset at home. So it really ties in that whole picture. There's also some fun things peppered in the units too, like coloring sheets, classroom posters. I think overall, it's a really solid curriculum that's going to give you, the teacher, the ability to be able to roll out these skills and feel really confident in doing so. It makes me really excited that these skills that typically have been outside of the classroom that are going to be inside the classroom and all students are going to have access to learning these skills and you as a teacher teaching these skills. It's really exciting for me. 
Yeah, that is. And I, it's awesome that you're putting together this type of stuff because it is kind of out of our wheelhouse. It was interesting because I've been out of the classroom for a few years before this whole social emotional learning became such a part of everyday teaching. It was interesting when I was in my daughter's curriculum night a few weeks ago and her teacher said that every morning they have their social emotional learning time and it's specifically for social emotional learning instruction. And so what a great way to start the day. You know, it's the first thing that you can do in the morning and kind of just set the tone for the day and also a great reminder that you know a lot of the skills that you're talking about like it's a great reminder that every day we start fresh we start new we're constantly learning and so it kind of just ties back into the whole growth mindset and it's a great skill to start your social emotional instruction on because you know we want our students to learn that every day is new and we can do the hard things just like we've been mentioning through this whole episode so if you want to check out victoria's curriculum we will link to the series in the show notes and i highly highly recommend that you do And, you know, she's done the hard work for us. So it's really just a plug and play. And you are all set to go with teaching these skills to your students. We will also link to, she mentioned earlier in the episode, that free growth mindset versus fixed mindset sort. So we will make sure we link to that in the show notes that you can get your hands on that and start using that right away. Before we go, Victoria, just let everybody know where they can learn more about you and kind of connect with you outside of the podcast here. Yes, please come and see me at themindfulapple.com. You can also follow me on Instagram where I try to keep inspirational and growth mindset type of vibe flowing, I guess you could say. And that's Instagram. I'm at themindfulapple. And she does every morning I wake up and I'm working out and she's one of the first fresh posts in my, uh, what's the cross the, the top? Story. The story. Yeah. <laughs> she's always got the inspirational uh, quotes to get you started for your day. So make sure you go and follow her on Instagram. Get on her email list. Get your weekly dose on Thursday mornings of her positive outlook on life. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us again. And she will be back in a few weeks. If you again are just joining us on this, she's coming every, I don't know, five or six weeks yep. or so as we tackle a new skill. So I really hope that you will kind of join us for this series. It is something that we all need to be doing. It's not something that's like Victoria mentioned outside of the classroom anymore. It's in your classroom every single day. It needs to be woven into the fabric of your classroom. And so her resources and the tips and the strategies that she's giving to us on these podcasts are the perfect way to gain those skills as a teacher and support your students in this very important aspect of their education. So thank you so much for joining us and we can't wait to have you back again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Remember what you practice, grow stronger. Perfect. The perfect way to end our episode. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and I will be back again next week with another episode. Bye for now.